Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We're continuing our study in the Gospel of John in chapter 7. Jesus the Christ has departed for the final time from his home area of Galilee, and he has gone to the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem. The time of the month is the 15th or so of Tishri, sometime in October, probably, in this year. And he was there in the Feast of the Tabernacles, quietly, silently being there until he is discovered. And the leaders of the Jews were marveling that he was there. And the discussion begins about what's he trying to do, and he's unlearned when he started teaching the scriptures. Uh, they started talking about how he was unlearned. That meant he hadn't been in seminary. He'd been through synagogue school, um, been through the usual education for a, a youngster, but nothing uh, definitive as a rabbi, no rabbi school or that sort of thing. And uh, so they start questioning him, and uh, Christ Jesus gave a an answer that uh, he was not speaking of himself or for himself, but he was speaking for the one who sent him, and that was God Almighty. In verse 19, Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? He asked the question. Well, this got them in a, in a stew of sorts. People answered and said, Thou hast a devil who goeth about to kill thee. Now, there might have been some good people in the crowd who were stupid, ignorant, lacking in understanding. Use whichever word you prefer. Stupid is not a good word uh, unless they're willingly ignorant, and then stupid would be uh, akin to being willingly ignorant, really. Uh, but here, there might have been some people like that that did not understand the politics of the day, did not understand the spiritual tenor of the times, and they did not understand that Jesus was indeed being hunted to be killed. And so there might be some in this group that did not understand that. But the leaders of the Jews certainly understood it because they were the ones wanting to kill him. And yet the answer is, you have a devil. Now, isn't that often the response, not necessarily the specific response of you have a devil, but the whole idea of making a charge towards someone who has told you the truth because you know it's the truth and there's no way you can talk against it. And so they call him uh, a person possessed of a demon. And then they ask the question, who's going about to kill you? I, I want to know who it is. Verse 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. 
Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receiveth circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me, because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Probably refers to the healing of the infirm man in chapter 5. Um, the Jews, the the righteous um, and self-righteous, I might add, um, leaders of the Jews, uh, saw a conflict between the command to keep the Sabbath and the command to uh, heal, or the ability to heal. They saw that as a conflict. However, here, uh, Christ is giving a point that on the eighth day you circumcise, whether it's the Sabbath or not, because that was the command. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment, said Jesus Christ in verse 24. Then said some of them of Jerusalem, Is not this he whom they seek to kill? Now you've got now you've got somebody saying, Hey, wait a minute. Isn't this the guy we're trying to find? Here he is. But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Now that's a good question. It's a good question, and it's one that really spooks all of these leaders of the Jews because they don't want anybody to know that they might understand the truth because they're going to kill him. Why would you seek to kill your Messiah, your King, your Lord? Why would you seek to kill him? Well, these leaders wanted to stay in power. They wanted to maintain their leadership. How crazy it is. How unthinking it is. How unwise it is. How, how absolutely evil it is. And yet, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to maintain their power at any cost. Unfortunately, modern politicians are the same as these Jewish leaders and vice versa. If they can keep their power, it doesn't matter what politicians have to do to do so. They do whatever is necessary to keep their power. And so you have to be very, very careful. Now, here we have in verse 27... Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Now, why would they think that? Well, they had a notion, but it wasn't from Scripture, that the coming of Messiah was a man of mystery, someone that no one would know where he came from, uh, would not, would not uh, have a background. They would just sort of appear, and they'd be the Messiah. Of course, that was not the way God had intended it, nor was that the way that God presented it in the Word. But that's what some people thought. Have you ever noticed some people think things about Jesus Christ that are totally contrary to Scripture? I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. And I'm sure you do from time to time as well. When people will preach a Christ that's other than the Christ of Scripture, when people will teach a Christ other than the Christ of Scripture. And that's what the Jews were doing. They had a folk idea that Christ was going to come as a mystery man, wouldn't know where he was from, 
And so that left Jesus out. He wasn't the Messiah because they knew where he was from. He was from Nazareth originally. Actually, he was from Bethlehem originally. But anyway, we go, no, actually he was from glory originally, wasn't he? Well, there we go. Verse 28, Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Verse 30, Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. Notice there's a lot about that. Uh, throughout John, his hour was not yet come. You remember the, the um, water into wine episode. Uh, he said to his mother, what are, what are we doing here? My hour is not yet come. My time's not here. Uh, when his brothers say, you need to go to the Feast of Tabernacles, wait a minute, it's not time yet. And so Christ was in control of the timing Jesus was in control of the timing, and his hour had not yet come, and so nobody laid hands on him. It was not time yet to be taken and to be offered for the sin of the world. Verse 31, And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? And the answer is, no, because he was the Messiah. The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while I am with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go, and that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles, and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this, that he said, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come? These folks were just wondering about everything, because they had no spiritual discernment. They did not understand or they refused to understand that this was the Messiah. And in this entire passage, all the way down to verse 52, um, we see the focus is on the Messiahship and the claim of Messiahship by Jesus Christ. There's no question in the minds of his listeners about his claim. Here they are acknowledging that in this verse, saying, This one, is he the Messiah? Is he the one? They're asking. They're asking about it because they see the miracles and they say, Could anyone do any more than he did? Well, the response, even though... It's being made very clear that he is claiming to be the Messiah. There were confusion. There was confusion. There was division among them. They were trying to decide if they were going to believe it or not. There were three very good reasons for accepting the claim of Messiahship. 
Uh, one was the hesitancy of the rulers to stop him. Number two was the miracles that he did. And number three, the excellence of his speaking. But they found three reasons not to accept him as Messiah. Uh, in particular, um, here's uh, the three. It was commonly believed the Messiah should come in a spectacular fashion. And so that was not what Jesus was doing. His supposed origin was very well known. Um, number two, the Messiah was to sit on the throne of David and therefore must be Judean from uh, Bethlehem, the city of David. But they thought Jesus was born in Galilee. They didn't know where he was born. They didn't know he was born in the city of David, and they did not know his lineage as being from David. And then number three, the Messiah was to be a defender of the law, and Jesus seemed indifferent to it, at least to the Pharisees, because he healed on the Sabbath day. What they did not understand was that he understood the law perfectly, not in part as they did, and he fulfilled the law, not in a simple act or one or two, but in his entire life and in everything that he did. Now, this is continuing with Christ presenting himself as the Messiah in verse 37, the last day of the feast. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, remember, for six days, the priests had had a parade, a procession with golden vessels, bringing water in and pouring it out in the temple area. On this day, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, they brought no water, none. And so Jesus Christ himself stands and proclaims himself, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. But here he is offering them this wonderful, life-giving Spirit of God, the living water. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. The word the is very significant. This is the prophet. When we think of the prophet in Jewish circles, we're thinking of the Messiah. This is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? They didn't understand, as I said earlier, that he was from Bethlehem with his human roots. Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh from the seed of David, and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him, because they did not have full revelation, full facts. They could have had it. If they had wished to have it, it was very public knowledge, but they did not have it. And like today, when we have full knowledge, we've got the way to uh, uh, dissect and intersect and to research uh, beyond all things, we can fill our computers or our heads or our 
um, our devices, all sorts of thinking devices for us that we can fill with information, but we don't fill our noggins with information, do we? We don't get to know it ourselves. No, we don't get to know it ourselves. Because why? Because we don't avail ourselves of the information that's available. We just refuse to. And that's what they had done. They had not found out the truth. And so they were discounting the Messiahship of Almighty God himself in the flesh, Jesus the Christ, because he had not come from Bethlehem, but he had come from Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Those that would have taken him would have taken him uh, to do harm to him. It didn't happen. Verse 45, Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? Verse 46, The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Never man spake like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus saith unto them, He that came to Jesus by night being one of them, Doth our law judge any man before it hear him, and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And every man went into his own house. Well, here it is. Jesus is the great one to give us the Spirit. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, said Jesus Christ. He presented himself in every way, in all things, at the Feast of the Tabernacles, as the reason for all Feast of Tabernacles, as being the Messiah, as being Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, as being the propitiation for our sins, as being our sacrifice, as being the one who was going to take us to be with him in heaven. He presented himself as the Messiah. And yet, the Pharisees could not agree. First of all, they had the three reasons why, and we went into that. But here, Nicodemus speaks up, a follower of Christ, of course. But Nicodemus speaks up, and he says, Does our law judge any man before it hears him? And do we judge him before we know what he does? In other words, we must have evidence before we can convict him. Some of you are wanting to kill him but you don't even know him. You don't know anything about him. You haven't talked to him. You don't know what he's got to say. And then they retort with, are you from Galilee? Are you one of his? Of course he was. He didn't answer that. He didn't say. Now, notice, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. What they're saying is that the Messiah comes from someplace else. From Bethlehem of Judah, not from Galilee. And that's the truth. 
But what they have not recognized is that Christ was born in Bethlehem, that his lineage goes through Bethlehem, that his house and lineage are of David, which is the point they're making. So when you put that point together with the truth of where Christ was born, all of a sudden you see more clearly the fact that he is truly the Messiah. Now remember, people were thinking he was the Messiah because the rulers didn't stop him, because of the miracles that he did, um, because of his excellence of speaking. Even these people who went to capture him said, no man spake as this man. But then the Pharisees said he's not the Messiah because he was from Galilee. They didn't know that he or understand or believe that he was from Bethlehem. Uh, they said that uh, he had to be a defender of the law. They didn't see him as such. They did not see him as a defender of the law. And he was to sit on the throne of David. Um, they thought he was supposed to be a man of mystery, you remember. And yet they knew where he was from, or so they thought. What a mess. And yet Christ presented himself clearly, and many believed. What will you do with Jesus? Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the postal service, our address is the Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.